chapter eighteen of the house of mystery by richard marsh this librivox recording is in the public domain maud sings to mr lazarus he opened the door a few inches and then stopped through the aperture there came the sound of a woman's voice maud was singing as the first notes reached his ears another change came over his face the seemingly fixed smile faded his brow was puckered something in his attitude suggested the animal which has been startled through its sense of hearing every nerve seemed strained lest through want of vigilance a sound escaped him his whole attitude denoted the most complete surprise a surprise which as he stood and listened increased rather than diminished the song which was being sung within approached its close as the cadences swelled denoting a capacity of voice and mastery of method as great as unusual he seemed to hold his breath lest even his very respirations should mar the perfect harmony the singer ceased and as she did so he drew a long deep breath as if of satisfaction the strained expression passed from his face the smile returned more strongly defined what a voice what a voice what a voice the repetition of the phrase and the fashion of its repetition rising in a crescendo scale was more expressive than would have been a plethora of words it signified the alpha and the omega of his entire appreciation is this bianchi's nightingale but how came she in there she did not go this way it is not a moment since she went in the opposite direction she must have some magic beside her voice to have got back again so soon without my knowing let me consider i think the other door which leads into the gallery is up this way he pointed with his finger can she have gone round into the room that way it is impossible unless she is a magician i think i will go through that door myself if i go through here she would see me she might sing no more and that would be a pity a great pity perhaps i can get through the other door without her seeing me and then maybe i will prepare for her a small surprise he moved in the direction towards which he had pointed treading on the ball of his foot as cautiously as if an audible footfall would have brought discovery of his presence and as if discovery was beyond all others the thing to be avoided turning to the left mounting a short flight of stairs he reached a second door this he undid gingerly 
just wide enough to enable him to thrust a part of his head inside ah the nightingale again maud had recommenced to sing he remained for a second or two perfectly quiescent with something of the same look of surprise on his face which had marked it before she sings so with her whole soul that she will not hear me if i venture to intrude and she has not eyes at the back of her head softly he insinuated his long thin frame through the hardly opened door so softly that the singer could certainly not have been made conscious of his entrance by the slightest sound she stood immediately in front of the organ somewhat to the right and in advance of where he was so that he saw her side face from behind there was again something distinctly reminiscent of an animal in the manner in which he observed her he might have been compared to one of the great carnivora watching a possible meal whose appetite already keen was becoming whetted more and more by what it perceived and heard and whose instinct warned it to take every precaution against a premature disturbance of its prey the girl was singing some florid air of donizetti's one which the musical taste of the moment has elected to call old-fashioned but one forgot the caprice of the critics or even one's own predilections as one listened to the singer one felt that all must be music which issued from that throat that the commonplace would be glorified and the meretricious made entrancing the single auditor made his own comments power there is power enough to fill hyde park and to spare quality it is like an orchestra of violins all played by masters range heaven knows how many octaves i should say all the gamut bianchi did not exaggerate no he was underneath the truth what would such a voice be worth to whoever had it just then the singer stopped glancing carelessly about her she caught sight of him behind who are you what are you doing there he bent himself almost double i beg from you ten thousand pardons for venturing to listen to the choirs of the angels to the music of the spheres i did not guess your gift of melody when seeing you just now she glanced at him with knitted brows as if making an effort at recognition seeing you just now what do you mean when you did me the honour too he imitated the action of slapping his cheeks have you forgotten already again it seems to me that you forget very soon the girl was smiling you think so i think it is you who are making a mistake something in her intonation caught his ear he drew himself up moved hastily towards her then stopped to stare from beneath his overhanging eyelids with new and singular intensity 
did i not have the pleasure of seeing you just now outside you did not i've not been out of this room for an hour or more he seemed to be rigid all at once with inexplicable emotion which she found it amusing to observe i believe it is not i believe it is not and yet great heaven have you a sister not to my knowledge then then have you a double a double maud bit her lip why do you talk such nonsense pray who are you that you should ask me such a question he jumped off his feet straight up into the air snapping his fingers above his head with a noise like discharging pop-guns it is a miracle a miracle i begin to understand to catch a glimpse but it is a true miracle you are miss dorincourt his antics seemed to cause the girl to be divided between entertainment and perplexity i am and it was you who came to see bianchi and me she put her hand up to her face a spasm passed over her i don't understand ah he threw up his arms as if to emphasize the long drawn-out guttural ejaculation this is beautiful now i see it all what fools we have been bianchi and i it is your double who has done it she is like you as two peas the devil himself will not be able to tell you from each other when he has you both downstairs she slapped me your double well perhaps in return i will slap you so we shall be even maud drew herself a little back you talk in an extraordinary strain particularly considering that you are a perfect stranger be so good as to leave me at once all in good time there is no hurry move always gently perhaps i am not such a perfect stranger as you suppose think thrusting out his finger as a cat might suddenly protrude its claws for an instant he opened his eyes to their fullest limits covering her face with her hands she turned away and shivered don't go her distress caused him obvious satisfaction ah i thought you would remember me if you tried it would break my heart to think that i was altogether forgotten by one so lovely do you hear me tell you to go away i hear you but i will not go i'm not such a fool seating himself crossing his legs clasping his hands in front of him he regarded her with head thrown back as a connoisseur might a picture i cannot tell you with what a pleasure i learn that it was not you who slapped me i was afraid of a great many things it is a big weight off my mind now we will have a little pleasant conversation together you and i you love bianchi the girl continued to shiver keeping her back still turned to him how dare you ask me such a question i ask it again you love bianchi i will not answer you 
oh yes you will you will answer me that and a great deal more you will deliver yourself into my hands before i have done with you body soul and spirit to do with as i please so do not be silly in the meantime you will make me cross tell me you love bianchi she was still so you choose to begin with a little rebelling well only you must not let it go too far turn round to me she gripped the ledge of the gallery with both her hands i won't turn round to me his voice was a little deeper she bent over the edge clutching it as if for her life i won't i won't i won't turn round to me he stretched out the long claw-like index finger of his right hand and he opened his eyes for some seconds there was silence his hand remained rigid his eyes open some unseen force seemed passing from him to her which she was doing her utmost to resist her teeth were biting at her lower lip she was doing it to retain control over the muscles of her face every nerve was strained to keep her body set and stiff by degrees however her efforts at resistance became less strenuous as if the continued strain had gone beyond her powers of endurance the dogged desperate look which was on her face relaxed she began to sway to and fro and at last loosing her hold on the ledge tremulously uncertainly as if she were giddy she began to turn right round until she fronted her tormentor she presented a pitiful enough spectacle as she stood there with pale cheeks twitching lips downcast eyes trembling like a reed shaken in the wind but plainly it was not the pity of it which appealed to him lift up your eyes and look me in the face she hesitated then with a sort of start she did as he bade her her lovely eyes met his awful ones something passed from his to hers which seemed to cut into her soul and to dry up the springs of life which were within her something in her face seemed to drop as if the expression had gone right out of it the result seemed to afford him satisfaction he allowed his eyelids to drop again and his smile returned you see after all it is the same you had better have been sensible at first instead of giving me all this trouble not that it is trouble which i mind no not at all to bring such a lovely creature into subjection is always amusing and the more she rebels the more it is amusing so now that we have had this little pleasant struggle together you and i tell me you love bianchi there was a perceptible pause before she spoke then the words came with a little jerk yes i do ah lucky man much to be envied fellow to be loved by so beautiful a young lady you love him much again there was the noticeable interval between the question and the answer proving less noticeable as the questions were persisted in yes with all your heart with all my heart and all your soul and all my soul there is nothing you would not do for him there is nothing i would not do for him 
you would lay down your life for him i would lay down my life for him it was singular to note how in her parrot-like repetition of his words she invested her echo with the dignity which gave to the phrases when they came from her lips quite a different meaning to that which they bore when they proceeded from his despite the wooden mould in which her face seemed to have all at once become framed she uttered her confessions with an air of sincerity which was not without its pathos while he wrung them from her with a grin which was a crescendo sneer so you love him as much as that well he is a happy man and he do you know what he loves he loves your voice as much as you love him my faith perhaps more and he has sense it is not only that it is a golden voice it is a diamond mine with all the diamonds in full sight you have only to hold out your hand it is full of them even i could love such a voice as that you see even i let me have some more of it charm my eyes again with the sparkle of the diamonds and my ears with the tinkle tinkle as they fall there is nothing i love like music particularly when it comes from such a throat already i begin to feel something of bianchi's rapture what would one not dare to have such a voice to do with as one would even to marrying the case in which it is contained sing to me another song she appeared to hesitate to make a further puny futile effort to withstand his malignant influence i would rather not what do i care if you would rather not i say sing to me another song do you hear me sing once more his eyes gaped he pointed at her an insistent finger and straightway she sang her arms dangled at her sides she stood well up her head a little back staring unseeingly in front of her and from her lips there poured forth a flood of song possibly in the midst of her state of complete subordination to this demoniac will she was conscious of her overwhelming need of help at any rate it was as if she cried straight from her heart to god jesus lover of my soul let me to thy bosom fly while the gathering waters roll while the tempest still is high probably this was not the kind of thing he had expected to hear this wailing of a soul in agony this heart-rending flight of song beating against the bars of heaven however that might have been it met with his entire approbation it was a characteristic of this girl's singing that whatever she sang seemed to be just what she had been meant to sing a more ideal rendering of the popular hymn could not have been conceived lifting it out of the rut of the commonplace she made it worthy of the choirs of the angels long before she came to the close and beyond the slightest doubt when she reached the lines all my trust on thee is stayed all my help from thee i bring cover my defenceless head with the shadow of thy wing had she been singing to a vast assemblage of people ninety-nine out of every hundred of her auditors would have been dissolved in tears a fact which her audience of one did not fail to note that is the sort of song to please the english people and that is the way to sing it it is a song of religion the english religion and it makes them cry those are the two things they like religion and crying we will pull out 
both the stuffs for them together eh my dear in france in germany in italy they like something a little different yes indeed a good deal different but for england where there is the money that is just the thing and for america also there they are as big fools as the english oh yes that song of yours is beautiful 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 it would melt a heart of stone see how it has melted mine i'm all softness you shall sing it again and others like it again and again for me instead of for bianchi why not can you not love me instead of him is it not easy the girl drew herself together as if desirous of compressing herself within the smallest possible compass she shuddered love you you no 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 he continued to smile contentedly you see how the mere thought affects you that is a sign that you are very near to loving me so near it makes you shiver it is the sweet flower of your innocence which closes its petals with a quiver which is half shame half rapture my beautiful let me tell you who i am that will be to make love in the proper orthodox way my dear young lady i earn my bread and sometimes also my cheese by introducing remarkable people to that great public which loves remarkable people all the world over and which pays through the nose to see them sometimes it is a girl with two heads or two girls with one head which is better sometimes it is a charming creature who can kick as high as the moon first with one leg then with the other then with both together sometimes it is a lady who can tie herself into fourteen kinds of knots but she does not last that lady she has disappointed me more than once sometimes it is a sweet young thing who can turn somersaults till to watch her makes you dizzy but this time it will be a new departure i will introduce a veritable artist indeed the greatest singer the world has ever seen it will not be necessary to announce it on the bills you will advertise the fact yourself so soon as you open your beautiful mouth and so that you may have the benefit of every possible advantage i will introduce you as my wife to begin with i will marry you what do you say is not the idea enchanting it was not clear that the girl followed all he said with a definite perception of his meaning but that she understood him at the close of her demeanour showed her face was ashen white her whole frame seemed filled with a sense of indescribable repulsion she could but gasp marry you marry you yes marry me is it not a thing of which to dream eh my flower i will introduce you as madame lazarus it is a good name lazarus eh you will charm the world and fill my pockets we shall both of us be happy in the wildest flights of your ambition you never supposed that you would become the wife of such a man as me it is to go even beyond your dreams is it not so from her look of agony it seemed as if she were making a violent effort to free herself from the unseen bonds which held her as in a vice and striving in vain let me go let me go let me go let you go never to speak of such a thing as to be absurd so far from letting you go i will keep you with me for ever till you are dead or as good as dead i promise you only death or its full equivalent shall henceforward part as twain with such a sudden passion have you inspired my breast you have your gift which shall be used for me and i have my gift which shall be used for you this last was said with a grin which drove his meaning home to her with a force which brought on another convulsive fit of shuddering 
rising from his chair he began to pace backwards and forwards in front of the organ eyeing her continually sideways as a cat might a mouse each time he passed her even though it was at a distance of several feet she quivered as with a twinge of pain presently as he continued to stride to and fro putting the fingers of his right hand up to his mouth he began to snap his nails against his teeth making them ring out with a disagreeable click 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 as he did so the door through which he had entered was opened furtively some half a dozen inches just as he himself had opened it and somebody else peeped through it was signor bianchi presently lazarus broke into audible speech bianchi as if he found himself unable to hear what was being said opening the door a little wider came into the gallery neither the girl nor the man observed him mr lazarus was altogether too much engrossed with the fruit of his own cogitations too full of the pleasure of drawing his toils tighter and tighter round his helpless victim every now and then he threw out his hands towards her each time she started as if he had struck her a blow his tone became more and more menacing as he went on you are a young lady of high birth your family is powerful rich to take you away to hide you until i can make you my wife and perhaps afterwards that is not easy it is only i who could do it and even then think of the danger i shall run if they were to find you in my possession would there not be trouble to make the risk as little as may be what i will do is this you see i tell you everything i hide nothing nothing at all why because it is my nature to be frank now you are a little under my influence soon you will be altogether i will soak you in the ocean of my will i will impregnate you with my own personality absorb you in myself there will be left to you no individuality no separate existence no instincts of your own you will be like an automaton which will only work in response to the movements of a key and the key i shall be the key i shall put my arm through yours and i shall say come and you will come i shall say go and you will go and if any one asks you where it is that you are going you will reply mind your own business or what affair is it of yours or whatever words i shall put into your head so we will go out of the house and out into the world arm in arm together indeed a thoroughly united pair you you devil had the average man found himself addressed in such terms unexpectedly from behind in a voice husky with emotion it is probable that he would have spun round like a top with at any rate a view of learning what such an interruption might chance to mean but it was characteristic of mr lazarus and of his strength of nerve that for a distinct moment or two he allowed the interposition to go unnoticed then slowly turning he saw a few feet away from him the musician crouching as if he was about to spring his face alive with passion every nerve in his body seemingly on the twitter mr lazarus only smiled ah it is you my excellent friend bianchi indeed how it goes it my good fellow bianchi hesitated his eyes glaring at lazarus then looking yearningly at maud dashing past his quondam friend he rushed to the girl maud maud he cried he took her limp nerveless hands in his emotion impeded his utterance words strutting on each other's heels i've done you a wrong a great wrong i've been told it all by miss madeline orme i beg from you ten thousand pardons it was not you who promised to marry the earl of staines it was she now i know i entreat from you forgiveness how shall i prove to you that i am sorry speak to me my darling tell me 
that you understand that the mistake was natural speak to me i entreat you speak the girl was silent his impassioned supplication met with no response instead there came mr lazarus's sardonic tones from behind why does she not speak to you since you ask her with such warmth i wonder bianchi suffering the gibe to pass unheeded renewed his hot appeal as if by dint of sheer vehemence he could force words from between her lips speak to me my sweet my angel my loved one do not care for him he is nothing if you will only try hard you will be able to speak for my sake in the name of all that is good and holy in the name of the lord christ and of his holy angels i entreat you my sweet one my beloved try 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 not a sound proceeded from her lips a grey look of agony was on her lovely features tiny beads of sweat stood on her brow all that was audible was mr lazarus's light-hearted mockery why does she not try it is very cruel of her not to try when you ask her with so much eloquence it is so strange but you never can tell what it is that moves a woman's tongue bianchi seemed to hesitate as if still waiting for her to speak then as she continued silent turning with an inarticulate cry of rage he sprang at lazarus like some mad thing the onslaught was made with such violence that the big man taken unawares stumbling over a chair went backwards on to the floor the musician clinging to him as he fell continuing to unceasingly attack him in a frenzy of unreasoning rage for a second or two it seemed as if rage would supply bianchi with strength enough to make the contest equal but only for a time the conditions were too uneven to allow of its enduring long the very fury which lent the italian force hastened his own undoing he became exhausted lazarus rose slowly to his feet holding him as if he had been a monkey in his huge hands with one he compressed the windpipe increasing the pressure as the writhing little man grew blacker and blacker in the face shall i choke the life out of you why not it would make a proper evening and to throttle you for me would be good sport the wretched man's eyes were starting from his head the horrid spectacle which he presented afforded his friend the liveliest satisfaction the english law is an ass it does not discriminate no to kill even such a thing as you it calls murder it is hardly worth one's while to commit such a crime for the sake of such a subject he shook his victim till the wonder was that he did not shake him all to pieces but i think i know another way which is equally efficient which will make me as even with you as if i had killed you straight away picking up some sheets of music maud's music squeezing them into a ball he crammed it into the italian's mouth driving it between his jaws as if it had been a wedge that will make a pretty gag a very pretty gag now it will be you who will not be able to speak though you may try ever so hard the next thing is a piece of string i always carry a good piece of string one never knows if one will not want it you see at this moment how useful it is going to be he took from a pocket a long piece of stout twine this he proceeded to twist about bianchi's body turning him nonchalantly up and down and round and round as if he were some huge doll until he had drawn it about his limbs in such a dexterous coil that he was no longer even able to struggle placing the helpless little man upon the organ-stool and the stool before the keyboard he began to fasten him with the twine to the stops on either side until he had laced him up so tightly as to be incapable of speech or motion you will be quite comfortable there my friend if the string cuts you a little you must not mind it is meant to cut you understand 
if kind people are long before they come to unfasten you it will cut right through your skin especially if you fidget i hope you will fidget then you will bleed it is true that you cannot speak or move but you can see and hear now observe look at the sweet young lady is she not sweet eh and listen he turned to maud you love our good friend bianchi yes i do you hear my dear friend is not that a good hearing do you love him much with all my heart you see once more ah bianchi how nice to be you what would you do for him i would lay down my life for him is it not rapture to hear a confession so frank from lips so lovely does not the blood dance in your veins thrice happy man yet the odd fact is that though she says such things to you it is me she is going to marry and soon without delay at once i give you my word she is going to be my wife my beautiful wife ah how obedient my wife will be and she will sing for me like the angels sing and her songs will fill my pockets with money which will fall out of the skies you hear bianchi it pleases you well observe once more mr lazarus turned so that he stood immediately in front of maud he held himself straight seeming suddenly to increase in stature throwing his arms above his head he called out to her in a tone of command which rang through the room look me in the face raising her eyes she centred them on his looked at him fixedly as some dumb beast shackled and helpless might regard the butcher who stands before it with the pole-axe in his hand suddenly he swept impetuously forward with glaring eyes his arms sweeping down towards her as he advanced she seemed to collapse as his arms descended until when he reached her there was nothing of her left but an inanimate heap upon the floor looking at bianchi over his shoulder he pointed to the inert mass you see i do with her as i will yet you must understand that i but begin wait till i have her to myself in my own place alone till i am about to make of her my wife he spurned her with the toe of his boot stooping he touched her shoulder with the finger-tips of his right hand raising his hand slowly inch by inch as he raised it she came to as if his fingers had been magnets through which a current was being sent strong enough to hold her fast in this way he restored her to the perpendicular as a conjuring trick it might have been effective only one would have preferred to think that the invertebrate figure which had been subjected to such novel treatment had been that of an automaton it was not nice to think it was the body of a living woman and one so young so gifted and so beautiful give me your arm she passed her arm through his come and be my wife they moved together towards the door bianchi following them with bloodshot eyes when they had gone a yard or two mr lazarus paused do not let us forget what is proper to the occasion it is true that bianchi watches but he does not count he is no one it is right that you should treat me as becomes a loving wife kiss me tenderly upon the lips she kissed him bianchi shut his eyes lazarus laughed now let us hasten and get married we are both of us in such a hurry there is not a moment to be lost arm in arm they passed from the room lazarus slamming the door behind him End of chapter eighteen